choice but to totally destroy North Korea. turn to Russia real quick because yeah. their budget I believe you said it's relatively flat for right 2017. right and actually as you're as you're talking about like some of these modernization plans and and goals not being met Russia's encountered that as right. well okay. they especially especially again going back to the the collapse of the Soviet Union one of the effects that that had is it also had a significant impact on their uh, defense industry and on their procurement they weren't they were focused internally they were focused on uh, getting their debt in order, getting their house in order, so they right. weren't really working on um, a whole lot of uh, procurement. So a lot of projects right. that were ongoing at that time were shelved, or they were pushed back, or they were just forgotten. And so really in the past, I would say probably decade, maybe a little bit um, over that, they've really started to um, start acquiring a lot of new systems to replace a lot of the things that have been in, you know, in service for a few decades. Right. And with that, you get... Kind of like two two tracks. They've got right. one where they're you know trying to build new you know new systems, new platforms. You could, I guess, the 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 leader for that, the benchmark for that would be their Su fifty seven, which is their stealth fighter jet, right. um, which they just gave it that that designation a couple months ago, I believe. Okay. And so that's really the you know the main one, and that I, for me kind of symbolizes that's you know their their new the new platforms that they're working on. Right. But because things like that jet have started to cost a lot of money, uh, same with their their T fourteen their tank. Right. Um, they're really expensive for the SU fifty seven. It's really complicated to to build. So they've also started working on, and this would be the other track. They've also worked on just modernizing a lot of the systems that they've already had. So like. Right. The, the SU-27, for example, they're right. procuring a lot of derivatives of that, uh, right. SU-35. Yeah. And those have, have performed as well as Russia needs them to over Syria. Um, they've taken, you know, a lot of the systems that they've brought to Syria right. are things that are updated versions of, you know, older aircraft. Uh, but they've done the job very well. They've performed well. Um, they've done everything Russia needs from them. And so... I think I think the Russian military is kind of looking at this and, and saying, you know, some of these nice, updated, very modern systems are great. Right. Um, but they're expensive. And so they're right. kind of hedging and they're, you know, they're definitely I think they want to be able to compete with with NATO and right. with the U.S. I mean, the U.S. Ha having a, a huge leg up on Russia as far as stealth fighter jets. Right. And that's problematic for for Russia. But they're. Right. They've also they have very good surface to air missile systems, and so I think that's kind of where they're. And their electronic warfare is I've I've heard light years ahead of us. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. That's they're a big thing. What the NATO commanders yeah. have commented on in reviewing events in Ukraine and Syria, particularly. That basically take out anything. If you have strong electronic warfare capabilities, what can your adversary do? Right, and that might be why the, I mean, the U.S., I guess I was reading um, this, uh, I think, actually this year or some, maybe sometime this month is going to be training, practicing with no uh, GPS, probably for that. I mean, the, Russia's not the only country Using with that. Using maps instead. Well, right. I, I, I forget exactly I would, what it is. I would guess that the, that the military's been doing that for a few years. Right, and right, and that's, and that's kind of the idea, is a, is a country... Is, is, is a country like Russia, like China, for example, that could um, undercut, you know, capabilities that you've been relying on because right. carrying out 
airstrikes in Afghanistan, in Iraq, in Syria, in Libya, Yemen, um, all these places, you can you can do these and not really worry about anybody on the ground firing back up at you. Right. The best that they've got are surface to air, you know, man pads. They've they, that's really the um, main threats that they have, and they don't have anything that's going to try to jam your your systems. Right. The C one thirties in the United States actually they uh, a couple of years ago, uh, the commanding uh, general he uh, I guess he decided to put the hundred five millimeter back on C one thirties because well they can take out electronic warfare capabilities pretty pretty well <laughs> right can't take out a machine gun <laughs> right 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 and uh yeah so 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 with russia i think they've they've definitely geared their force towards competing with nato i, I don't right. not always platform for, for platform for example not like you know aircraft carrier for aircraft carrier they're yeah. not they're never going to match that right um stealth fighter jets they're they're well far behind but that doesn't mean that they can't um, they can't, you know, fight uh, or deal with NATO, or at least, you know, from a theoretical standpoint, feel secure right. if they needed to um, go against NATO. And I think a lot of their plans have been impacted by defense cuts that they didn't really want to make. Right. They were doing very well prior to 2014. That's when energy prices were very high. That was before a lot of sanctions got put on them over Ukraine. And that was before they started losing a lot of their defense industry cooperation with Ukraine. Right. And so prior to that, their a lot of their programs were moving pretty pretty steadily along, but the collapse of energy prices, the start of um, U.S. sanctions in particular, and then also the loss of cooperation with uh, the Ukrainian military industry right. meant that they had to really adjust a lot of their plans because a lot of a lot of things like, for example, there's the uh, a set of six frigates they were going to be procuring. They had the engines for three of them. And the other ones have been, two of them are basically complete. They just don't right. have the engines. And that's been the case for, for a few years now. And so that's... Those are built in Ukraine. No, the, the engines are built in Ukraine. The okay. vessels themselves, the ships themselves were built in Russia. Aviation Systems Market Intelligence Services provide 10 or 15-year unit and value production forecasts. Services cover worldwide civil and military aircraft, both fixed and rotary wing. We also provide an outlook for the booming airborne retrofit and modernization market. Our services provide complete coverage of the major players and market trends, plus market segment analyses detailing the top programs in each segment. We also offer online database products detailing the worldwide inventories of commercial and military aircraft and engines. Was Ukraine, the loss of Ukraine basically, uh, their capabilities there, is that a significant loss to Russia in terms uh, of their in, military development? Right, yeah, well, what, what happened was after the collapse of the Soviet Union, right. the Russia and Ukraine continued to partner on a lot of projects because right. a lot of those industries that were you know, key for the Soviet Union existed right. in, in Ukraine. Right. And for, for Russia, rather than, you know, develop those locally, for a long time it made more sense to just partner with Ukraine. It's cheaper. Well, the infrastructure um, was already there. Infrastructure is yeah. already there. The technical technological know-how is already there. They had, already they had got the, the specialists that are already yeah. there. Exactly. And so that was a lot cheaper. Um, right. Even before the crisis in 2014 started, Russia was already moving towards 
limiting that reliance. Right. Uh, they were starting to develop some of those capabilities locally so that they wouldn't be quite as dependent. Smart move. Right. But as it as it happened, they were not, you know, they had not completely gotten rid of their reliance on Ukraine by that point and still had a um, a, de- a degree of reliance, especially on naval systems. Ukraine, is, I mean, right now, Ukraine has a lot of capabilities um, to develop, not just for themselves, but also for other, like we were talking about, other Eastern European nations that need to kind of have to fill that capability gap between Western weapons and, and Russian weapons. They can they can fix a lot of things. They can they can upgrade things. Um, I don't know if they can build. Um, I most, think they're even building new, new weapons. Yeah, give, yeah, yeah. For for the time being, especially given their their budget outlook and the fact that they're you know dealing with an yeah. insurgency, um, that's that's limited how much they can they can put to their defense industry. They've right. definitely boosted their defense budget in the last few years, and they yeah. they continue. They're they're planning on continually increasing it. Right. It's maintaining efficiency in yeah. it. Uh, it's clearing out corruption and. No. All of these are difficult, and these are difficult problems that Ukraine's facing across the board, not just with its defense industry. Yeah. But um, but you're right. That's one area where they can get a lot of cooperation agreements with a lot of uh, Eastern European countries. Right. They've gone as far as like working with with Pakistan, for example. And as far as new new weapons that they've developed, they've uh, they've looked at developing like new missile systems. Right. Uh, they. Probably one of the more prominent ones would be they were working on this ballistic missile, supposedly with financing from Saudi Arabia. It's unclear right. what the status of that financing is, but the missile itself appears to be completed. Okay. Um, and so they've they've definitely so they've got their own little defense industry right there. I, I would say I would say right. um, in terms of the, the size of Ukraine, it's 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 more significant than other countries. Yeah. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And they they are still a pretty I. I, I Forgetting exactly where they rank as far as exports um, globally, what their what their rank it's is. Actually but it's actually pretty high. For, yes, it is. for the size. Yes, it is. Ukraine. And so top fifteen. I, I, I would say yeah. I would yeah. say within the top fifteen. And yeah, so they have they have a lot of um, opportunities there. They've de- I mean losing sales to Russia hurts because that was oh of course yeah. that was you know a lot of their you know, that was that's how you pay a lot of your uh, a lot of their defense industry employees because a lot of those businesses were reliant on export to generate revenue. They right. would, you know, the Ukrainian army was not, you know, providing them as much, uh, as, as much funding or, if, um, you know, they weren't getting as much from them. Yeah. Well, let's, let's move down to the, the Middle East where, um, we're, we're talking about Europe a lot and in Asia and talking about the, the United States. Um, I, I would say that the, the big difference, um, between the, the Middle East and, um, and the other regions in the world is, is, uh, the Middle East is, uh, they're getting real training. They're uh, they're seeing like real action. I mean, there's there's so many conflicts going on over there. Um, Boy, I mean, they they they're, are ready. They're they're spending money. They're 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 yeah. not even training their soldiers. They're getting real life experience. <laughs> and then they have yeah, to the, replenish the stocks. Of, exactly. Yeah, the the, yeah. the military the the personnel they recruit, the hardware they purchase or in some cases produce for themselves. Yeah. Oftentimes, it's going to see actual combat or they right. can assume that they might see combat right and yeah that's a lot of the the middle eastern markets we've seen even as energy prices have collapsed especially for the gulf right they've still just kept purchasing they right. have a lot of extra assets that they can they can leverage to be right. able to purchase you know fighter jets new transport aircraft new tanker aircraft right uh new naval ships you name it 
And so they've, they've, they have a lot of those assets and they've been leveraging them and using them uh, to make sure that they're not suffering in terms of procurement. Please join us in part four of this series as we continue to discuss the lively international military markets.